Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's a fake name that I use here at this newsletter uh, to try to protect some level of anonymity on a newsletter that I send out to uh, a lot of people. So, uh, somebody called me a go-getter the other day, and it was intended as a compliment, and I interpreted it as a compliment. It was a nice thing. They were saying a nice thing, and I felt that way. Honestly, it is a compliment. You know, a go-getter to me, it means that somebody that hustles and makes things happen and is re relentless. And those are all positive things in general, right? Well, yes and no. <laughs> the longer I've been sober, the more I've tried to take a harder look at what it means to be a go-getter or my, my go-getterness, if that's a word, go-getterness. Um, <laughs> first of all, um, I found that I tend to be a go-getter about things that I really care about. And the opposite of a go-getter on the stuff I don't care about, which means I aim my will in self-centered directions. And I pick and choose when to be a go-getter and when to be relentless. And I usually only pick the ones I want to be relentless about. You know, for example, last year, I had a very busy Saturday one time, and I only had a small window of time to pick between two things. One, I needed to mail out my taxes but the other thing was I really, really, really wanted to watch a specific sporting event. And it, it obviously, I mean, which is more important, right? Handle your taxes or watch a sporting event? Well, guess who went to a friend's house to watch sports instead? So that was me being a go-getter about a short time window and just turning it into something for me. Second thing that I was thinking about is I've noticed in others that their go-getter instincts can drift into pretty disastrous territory. And, you know, that's what it takes sometimes. I say that I noticed it in others because I often truly don't understand some of my behaviors until somebody else does them to me. And then I see how it feels. And oftentimes it sucks, you know, and it can be pretty eye-opening. I consider those spiritual experiences sometimes because I didn't pick that. You know, God, my higher power gave that to me. And the thing I've noticed in others, go-getters, um, including myself, I guess, is that they they suck at the idea of being responsible for the effort, not the outcome. I love that phrase so much. You are responsible for the effort, not the outcome. You put in the work, you let go of the result. You know, when I'm in go-getter mode, I'm trying to get a certain result. And usually it's the best result for me. I'm self-centered about it. And guess what? That's not how the world works. Sometimes the answer, a lot of times, the answer is not what I want. It's different. Um, for example, um, I've had situations in the past where I thought I deserved to be promoted at work. And so I busted my ass and I brought it up with my bosses and I lobbied and um, my recovery program would preach a principle of doing all that you can and let, let go of the result, you know. But when I'm in full-blown go-getter mode, I keep going and going and going and going and going and going. And in my experience in the professional ranks, that can blow up in your face. You can get so nagging about promotions that bosses go the other way and they think this is a, this guy is not ready to be promoted. He should not be promoted. Not, not <laughs> You're out of the running. And I honestly, I can't disagree with that logic. I've seen other people do it where the single most important thing to them is I need promoted. And, um, you know, it doesn't usually work out very well. Um, that stuff's a lot of times out of your hands, you know. Um, the third thing that I thought about was that being a go-getter is a muscle that I want to have, but I don't want to use it very often. 
There are times in this world where you cannot take no for an answer or you have to convince someone that yes is the right answer. I had a recent situation where my high school daughter, she's a senior, she had a, it showed up as an F. She got an F on this AP course and it would be her first college grade showing up on her transcript. It would be an F if we didn't get some clarification on it. We were pretty sure she actually had a B and that the F was a mistake somehow. So long story short, I ended up dogging the living shit out of this college department that handles incoming AP grades. And one guy was out of the office, and so all questions should be referred to this person. And then I got an out-of-office response from her, and just on and on and on. Definitely bureaucratic hellscape at this office. Um, nobody got back to me. And this deadline was approaching where the grade would be finalized. I didn't want my daughter to start her college career with an F that I thought was not legitimate, you know? So I would not let up as the deadline approached. I just kept calling and emailing and calling and emailing. And then finally someone responded at, at like a midnight one night and I responded right away and engaged. And we ended up getting it straight, straightened out at the last minute. And it, it did end up kind of being a mistake on their part. So the F was, um, we at least talked talked it out and got it to an incomplete, um, which is going to just be completely wiped out. It's not even going to exist. And so in that situation, I think I was persistent but kind. I think I was spiritually nice. Um, it came from a good place. And I, you know, and I lobbied for something. And I think the principles of 12-step recovery would agree with that approach in certain situations. And I think that was one of them for me anyway. Um, the last thing I was thinking about is I don't know too many go-getters in life who I would say are really truly happy and content. You see it a lot of times with athletes who win the Super Bowl and are just like, I can't wait to start practicing right tomorrow for the next one. And you realize like, oh, if they win 10 Super Bowls, it's not going to be enough. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have different <laughs> Super Bowls in their lives. They're not NFL players, but they've come up with whatever their Super Bowl is. They, they always, there's a new mission, a new passion project, new something. And they, they're chasing, you know, and when that new thing gets accomplished, they're on to another mission. Um, it's never very satisfying. And when I've been in that headspace, it very much, very much reminds me of when I was in full-blown addiction mode, just trying to get that next high. You know, you could I talk about a go-getter. Get Try getting in the way of me and alcohol or drugs when I was actively using. Like, good luck, buddy. I was going to get what I needed. Uh, and in situations where I've chased something hard and it, it doesn't work out, it fizzles out, it doesn't come through, whatever, I... I've seen a lot of regret and resentment in myself. You know, I'm like chasing, 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 and it doesn't work out. And it's just like really hard to envision a, a version of me that's truly happy when that's happening a lot. Um, I think launching my go-getter muscle often, it, it achieves good results, but they're often short-term results. And people don't end up walking away from those situations and being like, wow, that guy is a real go-getter. He gets results. Good for him. I think they more often say themselves that what fucking pain in the ass that dude is. You know, I'm not sure I want to deal with that again. So yeah, I'm not sure about the whole go-getter thing, you know, um, probably in limited doses. P people probably already say, I don't want to deal with this guy. He's a pain in the ass about me. <laughs> they probably already say that. So I'd like to keep it in to a minimum going forward. Thanks for letting me share.